please support Saudi Arabian content. Please support Muslim made content in a time like today. It is really important to support our voices. everybody and welcome to another episode of Desi Talkies podcast, a show where we talk about Bollywood, Lollywood, South Asian pop culture, and everything in between. I'm Ananya. I'm Anissa. And before we go into today's project, I would love for Ananya and I to each give an update as to what we've been up to. We have been gone for a couple of weeks. And as you know, we are not a weekly programmed podcast. We kind of post when we want to post and when we want to talk about something. So I'll go first. Uh, I am shooting my next short film in less than a month now, in like two weeks. Thank you for the applause. Yeah, this is my first time producing. It's my first project in the States. My other projects have been in the Middle East and in Pakistan. So it's a lot of firsts. It's very overwhelming. But now I'm getting to the point where it is exciting. So if you want updates on my project, please follow me at Anissa Talks and follow our project at Criteria Gyahe on Instagram. Ananya, I noticed that we don't have the same backdrop right now. What is what is going on with you? I have moved to Mumbai ah, for four months. I am currently living in a really cute little apartment, um, working on projects, meeting with producers, attending the sickest events, um, doing all things Bollywood, I guess. <laughs> That's what I'm up to. And if you want to follow my journey, you can just follow my page. I am Ananya Sethi. That's the page's name. But yeah, I attended Mommy, the film festival. That was really cool. Been just been working on cool things. I had a shoot today, which is why I look a little crazy right now. But which yeah. is why she looks too good for camera right now. <laughs> So that's what I've been up to. And honestly, we can blame me for us being on a break for like every every couple of weeks we go on break. And it's honestly my fault. No, honestly, it's both of us because being in this industry is just like a lot of unpredictable stuff. Like, I feel like both Ananya and I cannot answer where we're going to be in five years, but hopefully still talking about movies, working on movies, doing movies. Um, so, yeah, we get to you guys whenever we can. So that's yeah. our little update. Maybe we'll get some spoilers from Ananya later on what she's working on, but super excited for her. Inshallah, Nazar Nan, look at please. So today we are talking about Netflix's first female-led Saudi Arabian original series called Crashing Eid. Starring Summer Shehsan Hamza Huck, this series follows an independent Saudi woman who attempts to convince her family that her British-Pakistani fiancé is her suitable match as he crashes her family's Eid celebrations. Samir, do you want to marry me? Yes. Yes, of course I want to marry you. <laughs> Are your parents going to be okay with you marrying someone who isn't Saudi? Ah, let's have... It is our first Arab show. A little background. I am from Kuwait originally. Like, my family is from Kuwait. My mom was born there. So this was really fun to watch for me because I felt like I was watching home and like, you know, so it felt really nice. I did you watch it in Arabic or English? I watched it in Arabic. 
Okay. Yeah. Same. same to same. Very good. And it just felt really like sweet watching it. And there were so many quaint like little tidbits in there. I was like, oh my god, hello. And then also it was really good to have some immigrant representation because you don't see a lot of immigrant representation in these stories in the Arab film industry. And it was really nice to see a Pakistani Arab man in a mainstream show. I mean, I can speak from experience. There were certain things that were said that like really hit home, like the passport thing, which was like a trip. We'll get into all the like stuff, but there was a whole thing about passports and their workers and just in general, shedding light on the immigrant situation in the Middle East, which was really nice right off the bat. Yeah, I loved it. Um, Some people might be thinking, why are we reviewing a Saudi Arabian series? Um, So one of the protagonists is South Asian. And also anything that has to do with anything remotely South Asian, um, we will review, we'll look at, we'll love because we're not in a society where anything that we review will only be South Asian made and South Asian started and South Asian directed. So we want to showcase and highlight any realm of South Asia that is depicted anywhere in the world. And we found this on Netflix and I'm so happy I did. I wish more people knew about it. And I think that's kind of why I want us to cover it and why I binged it because I loved it. I thought it was so sweet. I lived in Qatar for four years. So I also have the Middle Eastern living experience. I'm a Pakistani Muslim myself. So a lot of these did hit home. I found out about this series because I follow Hamza Huck on social media. I have not seen any of his work before. He is known for the CTV medical drama Transplant, where he plays a lead. And he also recently came in a feature film called The Queen of My Dreams, directed by Fazia Mirza, which is doing the film festival circuit right now. I am so excited for that film. I have not seen it yet, but it is a film mainly in Urdu. It is a Canadian Pakistani made film. And I think I can tell the hype around Hamza Huck because he has such charm and charisma something that i'm gonna go towards later um but it was it was kind of really cool to see a lot of these social topics be tackled in the middle east great writing great cinematography and direction um ananya what were your overall thoughts of the series so i am not one to watch rom-com tv shows personally because i can't gate i can't keep myself entertained for too long because I feel like rom-com as a genre is like background TV. You know, if you look at like Friends, New Girl, like all of that is comedy and that as a genre or sitcoms as a genre are very background because you're not really engaged in the storyline because it's it's just their daily life and the trials and tribulations of that versus like a thriller or a psychological thriller, action, anything like that, where you actually have to pay attention to what's going on. So I don't generally watch sitcoms, and this is a sitcom, like through and through, romance, comedy, you know, just fully just family drama vibes. I enjoyed the show. It's a four-part show. It's a four-part season. I felt like the pacing was a little slow, not gonna lie, personally, I felt like there was times where I 
was not paying attention. And I think for me, watching something for the first time, even if it's a sitcom, I should be paying attention the whole time. And I think that is generally, like, as somebody who has watched other Arabic films and TV shows, that is generally what happens with Arabic films and TV shows. It's their style. Um, it's a very slow pace, slow burn type of show. Yeah, their comedy style is very different. Yeah, but I felt like it was very slow. And in the last episode, they had to wrap up a lot, in my personal opinion. Yeah. I don't know, that just didn't work for me. Other than that, the acting, the cinematography, the dialogue, the humor, everything else worked. That was the only thing that really bothered me was the pacing of the show. I can understand that completely. I'm familiar with the type of Arab genre of comedy, so it kind of resonated with me. A lot of my closest friends are Arab filmmakers, so I've seen a lot of their work, so I'm kind of familiar with that realm. I really enjoyed it. It kind of made me laugh out loud after a really long time. I do think there were issues with the pacing and something that we'll get into after spoilers is I think that some of the narratives were left a bit open-ended which I would have loved to not happen but again that's what happens when you're doing a sitcom that is also tackling so many big issues it's kind of shedding light but obviously in the real world there is no real resolution I honestly don't have a lot of notes on the show overall because sitcoms like I said are really hard to give notes on this is not something where you're sitting there and like criticizing each frame for what it is because it's really hard to do that overall narrative wise wise was really nice one thing I do really want to talk about is that immigrant story that I was talking about right so they have a Pakistani British man stay in Saudi with this family that he's trying to court their daughter and I thought it was so interesting because they had their driver who was also Pakistani also an immigrant um for those of you who don't know in the Middle East they take your passport as an immigrant when you work for somebody because honestly it's just like a law and I still don't understand why that's the law but for years I've lived there my family's lived there so the person who sponsors you to come to the country your employer takes your passport from you and when you want to travel, you have to ask them for your passport back. And it's by law. Like if the cops come to your house and you don't have your employee's passport, you could get in trouble for it. So because of this law, many times, and this is just so that our viewers and our listeners know, many times there are a lot of employees that are stuck in the country. There's a misuse of them and that's very unfortunate because most of them are immigrants. Most of them have left their countries behind. And these countries run on Pakistanis, Indians, Sri Lankans, Nepalis, Filipinos, and Bangladeshis. So those are like six countries that the, like all of these like Middle Eastern countries run on because all of their employees are from these countries. And it's just unfortunate. And I loved that the series kind of talked about that and was called themselves out on it too yeah um, I love that as well I think that it was really cool to kind of show that class difference another thing is honestly I think we're getting into spoilers because like it's it's also like a very predictable show um so it's it's nothing like crazy but I do think that if you have not watched it please go watch it please support Saudi Arabian content please support Muslim made content in a time like today it is really important to support our voices um so please go ahead and watch it but something I really did notice is when we have our protagonist Razan bring home 
Samir. The constant thing that was said by her family was, oh, it's a Pakistani. It's a Pakistani. It's a Pakistani. Like, like it was being Pakistani was used as a derogatory term in some sense. And I think that's really interesting because like I'm a single like Muslim Pakistani woman and our cultures are very different in how we practice. It's not just like, oh, all Muslims like can be together and whatever. Like there are still like interracial marriages and unions in our culture and still like a stigma between cultures as well. So because we have such a large South Asian like labor community in the Middle East, it's just it doesn't matter if you're Muslim. Like, yeah, we have that in common, but South Asians still work for Middle Easterns and a large majority of the population. So I thought that was really interesting because you have someone who wants to marry your daughter being like, I'm Muslim, but you can only look at him for the commonality that he has with your worker. And another scene that I found very powerful was Samir is told to leave the guest house and dress nice for the family. And he comes out of the dress house and he's wearing a kurta shalwar, Pakistani traditional attire. And he sees that the worker that is called Abdul Aziz is wearing the same outfit. And he feels a bit insecure. Like, and it's very unsaid that he looks like the worker. So he goes back after an interaction with the worker and he changes into like a dress shirt and pants. And of course, later on, we see him confident in the kurta and shalwar and that's kind of his arc. But I thought that was interesting as well. Like, oh, okay, like I'm, I'm different from the worker, even though we're both Pakistani and we come from the same heritage. So there was a lot of great subtle commentary that wasn't necessarily thrown in your face, but felt very powerful and impactful. Yeah. Overall, I think the series was very progressive in its take because Saudi Arabian or Middle Eastern in general, women and men don't usually marry out of their culture because of how strongly their families believe in their upbringing and culture. And the other reason is money. Most Saudi Arabian, Kuwaiti, I'm not sure about Qatar really, but like Kuwait and Saudi Arabia are literally bordering countries. But most Middle Eastern countries, if you are born into an Arab family, they really take pride in that because you are the son or daughter of a sheikh. And the way it works is that you marry mostly into your family to keep and preserve the money and the wealth and the name. And so that is the reason they usually tend to do that in the Middle East. And so it was very interesting because this was so progressive. This was such a progressive take. And most Middle Eastern children that actually leave the Middle East to go study because they're not really known. Middle East, the Middle East is not known for its later education, like its college and post-college education. So most Middle Eastern children do leave. The ones that do leave do tend to find somebody or the other in the countries that they go to study in. So in this case, she's in UK. Um, a lot of them are American. So wherever they go, they do tend to stay there because they realize that their family values are very, very regressive and not with the current times. I so, mean, that's not in all cases. No, not in all cases. I'm yeah. saying that there are situations where they stay back in their country, like wherever they studied, um, especially like 
Kuwaiti, I can speak for Kuwait, like a lot of Kuwaiti born national children who go out to study tend to stay back where they went to study because of how regressive it is. And I am a daughter of a single parent who had to leave Kuwait because she is a single immigrant parent. And it is not a country where you can raise a child on your own very, you know, uh, openly. And so I think it's it's interesting. And, and that's when I say, like, something like this is very progressive and necessary as well. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I, I thought there were a lot of messaging that was really cool. I think having this be the first female-led Netflix Saudi Arabian series is huge. I think Summer Shesa did a phenomenal job. Not only is she a single mom, she's a divorced woman and she is a career driven woman, knows what she wants. And the series starts off with her proposing to Samir and saying, I want to marry you. So she really sets the tone. And there's just so much organic dialogue between the families that I feel like is really normal for a South Asian family to have against a Middle Eastern family and a Middle Eastern family to have against a South Asian family. And I just thought the dialogue was very organic in that sense and very cool to tackle on these issues. I do want to talk about their depiction of domestic abuse. So trigger warning, that is something that I do want to talk about. So if that makes you uncomfortable, please forward along and we'll get back to other stuff. But yeah, so in this series, um, Razan, played by Summer Shesa, had married her first cousin. And which is very normal in a Muslim culture. Like I can't, I can't really say much, but that's very normal. So she married her first cousin and she did it willingly. And then he began to abuse her and hit her. And when she came out against him and with evidence and everything, her mother chose her sister um, and her nephew over her own daughter. Something that really stuck out to me is when the mother brings it up again with her sister saying your son hit my daughter that's why they got divorced the mother's sister is kind of just like well your daughter let him that's something that really stuck with me like some families some societies will do anything to defend men even when everything is out in the open And I really commend the creators for kind of showcasing that lack of humility in our society. Like there are pictures, there are evidence of this woman being beat, but she is being scolded and looked down upon because she spoke out, because she went to the UK, because she does not wear an abaya. Um, So I thought that was very interesting and very lovely how they showcase that. And Another aspect that I loved about that was her 15-year-old daughter finding out about that kind of altercation and why they had the divorce and kind of sticking up for her mother in that. I think they did a great job because the younger daughter, the 15-year-old, went to her uncle and kind of took the autonomy and was like, what did you do for my mother when this was happening to her? So... Yeah, you can say like they were in the UK, they have Western mindsets and stuff. But I think being abroad helped them speak out and become more independent and stand up for themselves, which is really important in today's time. I mean, I I agree with you. I think that, like I said, it's just so progressive of them to call themselves out on some of these things, because as a culture, it's not very conducive to their culture and their upbringing and 
you know, or what what they are known to accept um, in in the general society. And I'm by no means calling anybody out, but like in general, like I said, uh, I think it takes a production house like Netflix to make something like this for for this to be you know showcased. I don't know if there is any like backlash at all that's come from this i mean i don't know i don't even know if people know this exists i think people need to know it exists i can already anticipate the backlash so the backlash is going to be from a bunch of different directions one direction it's going to be saying it's going to be progressive muslims saying oh my god you show all muslims as oppressed and you think all saudi women are oppressed which is not the case um i think that's something we need to work on in terms of south asian content and muslim content is that not every piece that releases represents an entire generation or an entire community. We no, never need to, yeah, we need to get to a point where we're showcasing stories and we're not taking this heavy weight to represent everyone. Like if I see a documentary being released on Trump, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, they think all Americans are like this or everyone thinks I'm like this. You know, like we have that diversity in American society where I can exist as a liberal and someone can exist as a right wing person. So we just need to work towards having enough content that we don't have enough pressure. And I think Islam is a very liberating, empowering religion. Um, Some people look at it differently and everyone has their own different experience. Religion is a very personal thing. I've never lived in Saudi. That's a different thing. This creator is telling their story. And I think that's very powerful and they should be allowed to. I think other approaches would probably be, oh, like this is too progressive. I think that would be some criticism. Like Summer Shesa does an incredible job. But I think that some people would be like, oh, this is not what Saudi women are like at all. Like, so I think that's the criticism this may get is the accuracy from different bias and different opinions on what people think real accuracy is. But objectivity is a myth. It doesn't exist. So I think that's something really important to outline as well. Yeah. On a lighter note, one thing I did want to talk about is the brother, Sofian, his comic timing was so on point he's so funny the actor that plays him is Yasser Al-Sagaf so funny I think he was really just like the typical older brother I don't I actually don't know if he was older or younger they didn't really specify and what I really liked was that he himself is a divorcee and he is pointing fingers at his sister for xyz reason Meanwhile, he himself has a broken marriage and a child who lives with the mom. And he himself is trying to get custody of that child and trying to raise that child along with the mom. And it is very clearly a hypocritical situation. It's not so because funny. One thing that the creators didn't do is make him a villain and make him the villain of the story. And that wasn't good because what they're trying to show is that he is ignorant to what's going on. That's it. As soon as he realizes what he has done and what his faults are, he changes his ways. But up until that point, he is an ignorant man living in a patriarchal society. That's all. And that goes to show not like, and this is going to sound so crazy, but like not all men are bad people, but they just don't realize they are also falling prey to their society and their upbringing. Yeah, some people are just uneducated about societal things and just don't 
feel the means to understand mm -hmm. it. Yeah, which is not an excuse either. But at the same time, you can't blame them for like things falling apart, right? Like you have to also look at it very objectively because he is the son of a father who is actually very progressive and who does really care for his daughter. And he is just fallen prey to what he sees around him and the people around him and just doesn't care to open his eyes at any point, which I think educating men is also really important. And that's where that comes into play. And I'm not saying that like this, like I could easily get backlash for what I just said, but I wish I could just make this part into a clip and post it with no context. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, like, that's what I'm trying to say. Well, is that men need to be educated as well. And to educate a woman and raise a woman to be this independent, working and progressive woman is great. And it's so important. And I come from a household of women. And that's, you know, lovely and well and good. But until you don't educate the men that stand next to those women, nothing is going to change. It is still going to be a cycle of just repression. So Preach, sister. Preach. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really well said. I thought, yeah, the brother has incredible comedic timing. Was yes. so charming and funny. My one of my favorite things was <laughs> he was like telling his mom he's like just barely gotten divorced. He's a very classic mama's boy, and he's like, I want someone fair, you know, like fair skin, this everything. And then he turns to his sister, goes, You can't be with a Pakistani. Like, so he's, he's very much like know-it-all. Like I, when he very clearly doesn't have anything together. And I thought that comedic timing was great. I thought the relationship between Razan and her daughter and her daughter and her uncle was very powerful. And they just showed really chaotic family dynamics and really grounded it through its dialogue and silent interactions, which is something I appreciate. And it's hard to do in a four part series. It's chaotic but very common. Yeah. So that's, you know, hated the father, hated the father. There was not one bit of me that liked the father. You know what I mean? Yeah. Since the beginning, I was like, ew. Yeah, gave me the ick. The father's wife, the new wife, was trying so hard to accept his daughter and be accepting of what's going on. And oh, that scene where she keeps asking him to pour different juices and different sodas and stuff in order to shut him up and he still doesn't shut up is... I've so seen bad. that happen. I have I have been her where I have tried to stop somebody from putting their foot in their mouth and it's just not worked. And, you know, that comes from male entitlement. And I just think he was a good representation of that part of society. Yeah. Like his character was that representation. He gave me the ick. It was gross. Don't like him. Don't like the way that he talked down to everyone around him, including his 15-year-old daughter who he thought he had control over despite not seeing her his entire life um i also thought it was interesting like a little fast forward to the end where um razan and samir have like kind of accepted their union and have made everyone accept it and like razan's ex-husband and like storms out and her aunt storms out and i'm just like so he her ex-husband can get remarried and have a kid and that's fine but like she can't you're threatened by her finding love and moving to the UK. Again, that's another hypocritical double standard. Like, oh, okay, men can do whatever. They can have a second wife. They can do whatever they want. But a woman shows autonomy. She doesn't wear an abaya. And she is 
blacklisted. Oh my God, she's gone off the walls. Yeah, yeah. I think one thing I am tired of are certain tropes, like the like evil ex-husband trope. Like I'm just tired of it. And it's not because it's not particularly just like Arab film or anything. It's just like a trope globally. Like I'm tired of it. I, I just I want to see different stories. And I mean, listen, this is coming from uh, a single daughter who lived with her mom all her life. So don't get me wrong. I get the evil ex-husband story. It's just, I'm tired of seeing it again and again with like the evil ex-husband with an evil mom. Like I'm just, it, it feels like a little bit of a cop-out just as a story. As I a think it's line. comfort in a trope. Yeah, but it's just, I just think as a plot line, it's overdone. We've seen the story. Like, I just want to see different stories, you know? And And this was such a fresh new story that like they could have gone in a direction and I can't really pinpoint what exact direction they could have gone in, but like they could have created a plot line that was slightly different for her as to why she ended up the way she did. And it didn't have to be an ex-husband situation. It could have been a different way of being repressed or being, you know, in a situation. I just think that there are there are fathers out there that are amazing fathers and like Sufyan, who yeah. really yeah. don't care for his son and really wanted his son to like him and unfortunately wasn't able to meet his son or paint a great image for him uh, of himself for his son so like I think those are also fathers out there and I just think that if you're showing a household of men that are I mean I get why he was the evil ex-husband I get it but I'm just tired of seeing it that's all yeah no, that makes complete sense. I think that they tried to do a good job of balancing out different archetypes with like, you had like the very angry and like resentful mother, but you had like a supportive and empowering father. You had the evil ex-husband, but you had a brother who was a devoted father, but very ignorant to societal messaging. So it's, it, they really like, it was the whole like family, dhumdam, khandan type mess and I would love to see more of it, in my opinion. Um, I don't think it was meant to be tied with a neat bow at the end because I don't think that's how families work and I don't think that's how societal issues work. But I thought it was great. I think one thing that I did want to see more of is I wanted to see Samir and Razan's chemistry more. I think yeah. that's something I wanted to see established. We start off with like, you know, like he's leaning on her. They're watching a movie and she proposes. And it's established in the beginning that they've been together for two years and we feel that sense of comfort and dynamic, but I wanted to feel more romantic tension between them yes. or like an urgency for love so that I when they did break up in the middle that like we felt that yearning as well. Um, it just felt like they had good, like good camaraderie, but I didn't, I don't know if I felt that romantic tension and I feel like that would have strengthened the narrative. I agree. I think that, if they had shown a couple scenes in the first two episodes where they're sitting to discuss what has happened or comforting themselves or each other, like for example, and I'm gonna, this is such a cliche example, but Rocky or Ronnie, right? Two families that aren't accepting of each other. So I was both, literally thinking that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We, this is why we're on the same wavelength. But they both comforted each other and you saw that chemistry where they both care about each other's feelings this felt very like it just didn't it didn't hit 
like their chemistry did not hit the way I would like it to hit. And yeah. I could have been crying at some point and yeah. I should have been laughing at some point and feeling like I want someone at some point, you know, like all those feelings of what a romance is meant to feel like I was supposed to feel those things and I didn't. And I think that is what bothered me. As, and I agree with you that it was it was a little lacking in the romance no. department. The other thing that I'm really tired of seeing is um, black and white parents. Like, parents are very great characters. Like, they are. Like, our parents, all of everybody's parents are not perfect. But they're also not evil. I mean, there are evil parents out there, don't get me wrong. But these were parents. That it can't be, like father's good mother's bad or mother's good father's bad that's not the way parenting works there's always like some things they agreed on some things they disagree on whatever but like to show a completely black and white parent is just I think it's a little one-dimensional but think again right so this is again similar to the perspective where some people watch this and they're like oh this isn't exactly how our parents are and stuff and i do think that characters were heightened for a comedic appeal so i i do think in order for certain lines to be delivered to execution like like it was just a certain extreme for particular parents to kind of have that caricature i agree but i i just feel like if you're telling a story about a modern day progressive family you can also show that in a progressive way where i shouldn't hate the mother by the end of it you know yeah and i shouldn't just love the father i i just feel like you can show comedy through great characters as well and i don't know if you guys or anybody listeners have watched kim's convenience i thought that those parents were very funny and heightened and dramatic but not black and white, you know? Yeah. I think they did a really good job at showing the Kim family parents as very gray characters where sometimes the dad fucks up, messes up. Uh, sometimes the mom messes up, you know? You don't feel like they're just good and bad. Okay, no. overall closing thoughts. Um, I really loved it. I have told everyone to watch it. I want more people to know about this. I think it's a very unique series. It's a very revolutionary series. I think it will start a lot of much needed conversations. And yeah, being in an interracial relationship is not easy. And I like that they showed that. Of course, nothing is perfect, but this is amazing and extremely progressive. And yeah, I think everyone should watch it. I agree. I think it's a fun watch. I don't think that I was fully in love with the show. I think there are things that I was like, there's moments where I was a little bored. But at the same time, I think it is a fun watch. If you are from the Middle East, and you're an immigrant, you will enjoy this a lot. That's one thing I will say, because it just really hit home. Every time they poured Laban, I was like, ah, ha ha ha. Um, <laughs> just because that is one of my favorite beverages. And um, so yeah, I think it's a cute show. I think there is a long way to go for all film and, and media in the Middle East, although this is a step in the right direction. And that's what's beautiful. Okay, amazing. Okay, everybody, that was our show. Please like and subscribe and follow. Follow us on Instagram at Desi Talkies Podcast. You can follow us on Spotify as well. Please leave us a like, a review, a rating, and let us know what you want to hear next. We'll see you for another week and for another episode. And this is Desi Talkies. The Midgeman of the Car.
Let me just a minute, John. I'm stopping the recording.